This is the Apex United Methodist Church podcast. Our scripture this morning is going to come from the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth is located in the Old Testament. Um, You can flip your Bibles there at this time if you have them with you. If not, a Bible app where we will also have the scriptures um, projected on the screen. We're going to be primarily in Ruth chapter 1. Today, that's what we're going to walk through, Um, but if you happen to get a scripture card on your way in, it's these little business card-sized cards that we give out every week that has daily scripture readings, Um, it will walk you through the book of Ruth this week. So if you'd like to make sure you got one of those on the way out and and walk through the book of Ruth with us throughout the week, um, you are welcome to do that. Um, Today is the third Sunday in this series that we've titled Without You. Um, It's been an opportunity for us in the church to to do two things, Um, to talk about some of the quiet people in Scripture, the lesser-known characters in Scripture, without whom we believe God's story um, would be different, would be greatly different. These characters might only have a chapter or a verse. Indeed, today they have a whole book, um, but it is a lesser-known book for sure and a lesser-known story. Um, But without these stories... Um, the story of God that we've learned through Scripture um, would be very different. We believe that these characters reflect something that's important to us about the character and the heart of God. And so we want to share these little-known characters with you. And each Sunday, we've also wanted to connect them with um, a character, a person in our church who we believe embodies the spirit of these characters we found in Scripture. And also, um, just give us the opportunity to say thank you. And thank you for all of those um, who really make us who we are, which is all of you. And one of the things that we've recognized is that it would be impossible for us to capture um, all of those stories in, in four Sundays. And so for the last several weeks, we've had a photo booth sitting in Crossroads. It's there this morning. It'll be there um, this Sunday and next Sunday. And we have been collecting pictures, um, pictures of people who have um, written down a name of a person or people or um, a group of people who has meant a lot to them in the church. And if you've been following us on social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram, um, chances are that every single day you've seen us share a new story. I think we have an image Um, This is Norma Keyes. Um, She is one of our key congregational care lay leaders and Stephen ministers. And she gave thanks for um, Pat Evans, a person without whom this church literally would not function. Um, Pat Evans and all of the Stephen ministers who work um, faithfully behind the scenes for others. So this morning when you walked in, you received that congregational care brochure. And today we're going to talk a lot about the ways that our church Um, really seeks to have an ethic of family beyond family, family beyond flesh and blood, extended family. And we believe that that's what God calls us to cultivate, to create, to nurture within this space because we're, we're a fairly large church. And so if we're not creating pockets for real family to build, um, then I think we're missing out on something. And we see it reflected in Norma. We see it reflected in Pat Evans. And we also see it reflected in the character of Ruth in scripture that we're gonna learn about um, today. So this morning, um, this morning I wanna tell you the story really of two women in scripture. Um, Ruth, who the book is named after, and her mother-in-law, Naomi. All right, now, um, chances are that 
you've maybe have heard of the book of Ruth, perhaps at some point in time, if you've gone to Sunday school or done some Bible studies, maybe you've even read um, through the book of Ruth. Um, but parts of this scripture are, are actually not very well known um, by many in the church. And what's interesting is that we believe that, that Ruth and Naomi show a character that is important to us, that matters for us today. It matters for us today because it shows us something about the heart of God and the kind of heart and ethic we should have as a church family. Now, um, Ruth and Naomi's story really begins as one of, of heartache, and it doesn't take long to get to that heartache. Really, it takes about five verses. So I'm gonna read the first five verses in the book of Ruth for us this morning, and, and here's what they say. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem in Judah went to live in the country of Moab. He and his wife and two sons, the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife, Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malon and Chilion. They were um, Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. These took Moabite wives. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. When they had lived there about 10 years, both Malon and Chilion also died. So that the women, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I wanna real quick just throw up a map on the screen for you. Um, it, might be, it might be a little difficult uh, to see for some, but I wanted to give you an idea of, of where some of these events are taking place. Now, if you've been with us um, throughout this series, um, you'll start to see that some of these stories are actually connected in, in various ways. Um, first off, we've talked before about the tribe of Judah. The first character we learned about was named Caleb. And we learned that Caleb came from the tribe of Judah. You'll see the area, the kingdom of Judah, um, right there, kind of in the center of your screen. And just across the Jordan to the east, you'll see the kingdom of Moab. Now, the Moabites are descended from Lot. Okay, Lot is Abraham's nephew. Abraham is the, like the father of the Hebrew people, the one whom God made the great promise to. I'll give you enough ancestors to outnumber the grains of sand. Anybody ever know the song? Father Abraham had many sons. Yeah, okay, we sing that a lot in the car. All right, it's a great song, great song for the car seat. Um, but this is to show you that while the, the stories so far have connected in the sense that Caleb was from the tribe of Judah. Last week we read the story of Abigail who was really part of David's larger story. David comes from the tribe of Judah as well. Um, these people don't come from the tribe of Judah, specifically Ruth. Um, however, however, um, they are somewhat connected to that main family tree. So these are like distant cousins. And, and if you have distant cousins, I have some distant cousins, and we're not always the best of friends. We don't always, like, we never really, like, grew up knowing each other. We kind of see each other, like, we're like the once every decade, you kind of see each other, you might pass each other. 
Um, when we were little, we used to see each other all the time. We still didn't get along then. Um, but yeah, hallelujah. So just use my family history as your connection um, to the relationship at times between um, the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Moab. You have Elimelech and his wife Naomi who come from Judah. And you have these two women who have been married to their sons who come from the kingdom of Moab. Now, uh, what we experience through this story is that each of these three women we meet right off the bat experience a great um, form of tragedy. They lose someone close to them. Um, Naomi loses three people close to her and then she loses her husband and she loses her two sons. And she wants to walk away. She wants to walk away from them because she understands that she has no reason to remain in Moab. She understands that she's old and that these two women, if they were to come back with her to Judah, their prospects would not be very good because they're both widowed, Naomi's widowed, there's no chance for her to, to make more sons, and there's, there's really no chance that they're going to come back with her and find new husbands. But we see Naomi and Ruth decide that they want to stick around. And this is that exchange. This is starting in verse 8 in Ruth chapter 1, and we will read through verse 13. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud. They said to her, No, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, Turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters, it has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. I wonder if anybody here has ever experienced um, this season of, of grief that, that I like to call like the just leave me alone phase. The just leave me alone phase of grief. And perhaps, perhaps you've, you've experienced some, some tragedy in your life, something that has deeply broken your heart. If you have not experienced that yet, God bless you. Um, that is not something that many of us get through this life without ever experiencing, so you will probably experience it at some point in your life. And there comes a time during that phase when it's, it's hard because we, we want connection, we want someone to be there for us, and yet at the same time, um, we feel like no one can adequately be there for us in that moment, and so we experience this desire to just be alone. At times, grief can seek to pull us from the very community um, that is trying to support us. And this is what we see Naomi dealing with. 
But one of the things we know to be true is that Ruth and Orpah have also experienced great loss. And so while their hearts are kind of empty, they're finding some form of comfort in remaining next to Naomi, and they feel some sense of duty towards her. But as time progresses, and as Naomi continues to persist, what we see is that Orpah eventually turns and goes home. She turns and she goes home, following Naomi's request. However, Ruth does not. Ruth insists that she stay with Naomi. And, and this passage that, that we get in this um, scripture, this is starting in verse 16, is, is really one of the most beautiful passages in scripture and is often referred to as the Song of Ruth. And this is Ruth's response um, to Naomi desiring her to, to go away from her. She says, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. There I, there will I be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, even if even death parts me from you. Those are such touching words. Um, chances are you, you, you might have heard them before. They're, they're very popular to read, especially at, at weddings. They get read a lot um, at weddings. Entreat me not to leave you or to return from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you die, I will die. Um, that is... That is Ruth's heart towards this person that, that she's really not connected to other than the fact that, that she married this woman's son. So this is her mother-in-law. And, and the stereotypes, right, like relationships with the in-laws, clearly, clearly Ruth uh, might have had a better relationship with Naomi. But one of the things that we see that comes out of this persistence from Ruth um, is, is really something that, that will have ramifications throughout the rest of the gospel. Because what happens is Ruth returns to Judah with Naomi. And while they're there, Ruth meets a man named Boaz. Ruth then marries Boaz. They have a child named Obed, okay, then Obed grows to have a child named Jesse. And if Jesse's name is familiar, it's because Jesse will become the father of David. Jesse will become the father of David. And then later on, when we get to Matthew's gospel, it's the first gospel in the New Testament. When you like turn that page from Old Testament to New Testament, you read Matthew chapter one, and there's this great big genealogy to Jesus that includes several, several generations one of the names you will hear is Ruth's name. She is one of a few women who are included, named in Matthew's genealogy of Jesus, is Ruth. She extended this incredible heart towards Naomi. She wanted to be alongside her. She wanted their connection of family to be something that went beyond 
flesh and blood that simply connected them together and she wanted to come alongside her. Now I believe this is a story, hopefully that we can in some way relate to. Maybe we have um, at some point experienced a Ruth or a Naomi in our own life. Um, someone who has come alongside us in our distress, in our sadness, um, when, or simply just when we've needed someone. When we haven't had you know, our family around, but we needed that, fa- that extended family, family beyond family, someone in the church or in our community to come alongside us. And we experience that love and care and compassion. And my prayer is that, uh, you know, hopefully as I'm saying these things, you might be thinking of some of these people in your mind, remembering some of these stories who have come alongside you. And while you may not know um, Ruth and Naomi as well, the reality is that we have Ruths and Naomis all around us in the church. And this morning... Um, I wanted to introduce you to one named Kara Hornaday, who has been um, both someone who has um, come alongside as family to people in our church and who has experienced um, that wonderful extended family in our church. And we want to give her an opportunity to share her story with you this morning. Um, Listening uh, to Kara's story um, and, and this reminder of you know, a lot of times, without even many of us knowing, um, people in this church are just showing that kind of love and support um, that really embodies this ethic of we are, we are extended family um, for one another here. Um, I know that, you know, I heard this story uh, through Marcus, um, who I believe just heard it through Kara, our, the small group leaders didn't tell us they were going to do this. They didn't like call and check in and say, hey, we're going to go visit this person in the, in the hospital. They just went. Um, they just went and, and made that happen and, and brought um, a bright light at a time um, when there was some darkness being experienced and some fear. Um, and I just give thanks for that. Now, this morning, you received this congregational care brochure and one of the reasons why we give you that is, is just to let you know that we love that this is the core ethic of our church, um, but it doesn't just happen. You know, it happens intentionally. And we believe that this is something that God calls us to develop within one another. I told you earlier about Norma Keyes and Pat Evans and our Stevens ministers. Um, those are people that are trained um, to do that great work. And then what they do is they go to training and they come back And then they ask the church, who's interested in doing this with us? And then they train them. They train them how to go and how to be present and how to listen to people, and it's wonderful. Um, Pastor Tim talked earlier today about our new baby ministry, and you just saw us baptize uh, Micah here this morning. And and if you walk down the hall of the CLC, you'll see um, on the wall with the words, every good and perfect gift comes from God, pictures of children who have been born Um, as part of this church family, and you'll see their pictures, and that doesn't just happen. There's a whole team of people that help us get those pictures, that help us reach out to those families who just had a baby and say, how can our church come alongside you? How can our church support you? We have people who will actually go and visit, visit people who've just had a baby, bring them a little little gift, Um, but it takes a team of people to do that, and so today, as, as you leave, 
um, there will be someone, Charlene, um, our pastor of congregational care, uh, will be outside at a table. And if you're interested in learning more about that new baby ministry, about how you can be part of, of blessing other families in our church, simply through your presence, a phone call, um, some time spent, you know, uh, making someone else's day, I invite you um, to go and to check that out and to consider signing up um, to be a part of that ministry because it definitely takes a village uh, for us to be in that together. Friends, our hope is that the story of Ruth and Naomi would not just stop with Ruth and Naomi, but that we would continue that story, that we would continue to live out that ethic of people who, who come alongside one another and say, you know, where you go, I will go. Where you go, I will go. I'll go with you. I'll walk through this with you. Even if we're not tied together um, by some, you know, by blood, even if we're not immediate family, um, we are all children of God. We are all children of God together and in this family together. And that is my hope and prayer um, for this church community. Amen? Amen. Amen.